0: This week on Dueling Review, we take a look at Money Shot No. 1 from Vault Comics. In the near future, space travel is ludicrously expensive and largely ignored. Enter Christine Ocampos, inventor of the Starshot teleportation device. Her big idea? She'll travel to new worlds, engage intimately with local aliens, and film her exploits for a jaded Earth populace trying to find something new on the internet. Now, Chris and her merry band of scientists turned porn stars explore the universe, each other, and the complexities of sex in Money Shot, a story about scientists having sex with aliens for the glory of mankind and money. Uh, you got kids listening? You might want to turn off now. All right, we need to talk. We need to talk. Um, yeah, and I don't. I already kind of gave a little warning. In my intro bit about, you know, that we, this is probably not, you know, if you got kids, you might want to turn off now.
1: It's NSFW material, but I think we can cover it in a manner that is respectful.
0: I don't mind, I don't mind, uh, I don't mind even talking uh, about people fucking in space,
1: (laughs) (laughs) which is entirely what this book is.
0: I mean, oh man, I, I mean, top to bottom. You know, you got a pickle shot right there on the front cover. For those, well, pickle, pickle, for those of you that don't know what a pickle, Stephen, you don't know. For those of you, but it's a euphemism, right? <laughs> for well, those sure, of you that don't know I'm what sure, a pickle shot a is in the movie industry, when a man, man goes full frontal nudity, it's called a pickle shot. So you know that when your book opens up and the front cover has a pickle shot on it, then yep. uh, you know what you're in for in this book from Tim Seeley and uh, Sarah um, yeah. uh Beatty or Beatty Beatty. I think is probably Beatty. how I would do it. Uh, also yeah. Rebecca Isaacs doing the art in this, which I I found very enjoyable. In this now, I yeah, will say, even though even though people are getting it on in space, mm-hmm. there is a surprising amount of no sex or nudity in this book.
1: There is some, isn't there? No, I guess there, isn't. there I'm is.
0: There is no, right. there is no penises. There's no vaginas. There are no exposed nipples, and I am I wow. was very surprised by.
1: There's an exposed nipple. I remember there's an exposed nipple, but it's there for like one panel.
0: If it is, it's like there and gone, like you don't notice it. And I mean, there's a lot of suggestive poses. There is a mm-hmm. big, long discussion where uh, we this is one of those in media res uh, things where we start with them in the middle of <laughs> doing a uh, a thing for Pornhub or whatever the future version of Pornhub is. Porn uh, I don't universe. even know what porn. I don't even know what Pornhub is. Uh, someone will have to explain Pornhub. that to me. Uh, but, well, you know uh, how
1: you have a car and it has hubcaps? Uh-huh. It's like that, only with nudity.
0: Huh. So you drive it around the block a couple of times?
1: <laughs> yeah, and see who salutes.
0: <laughs> see when you run out of gas? Um. So there, you know, she's in the process of uh, talking with an alien about having sex and coordinating this giant porn scene that they're going to stream live. Right. And in the process, we find out that they are scientists. and. Yep. People only want to fund certain kinds of science, but not Which their interstellar. Say... Well, but not their interstellar space science because uh, aliens came down to visit Earth and said, "Oh, you guys are just all messed up," and <coughs> walked away, left them, and walked away. And so everyone's really upset about this. And uh, so then they figured out that the way that they can do their science experiments, their space experiments, is to all become porn stars
1: fund it with pornography which is one of the things that will always be profitable
0: will always sell uh interestingly though they um they're all very buff and pretty people
1: they are and i think that is one i don't know if i'd call it a strike against the book but it's something where i'm like yeah i'm wondering if a, a bunch of scientists who hang out like that are going to be that super pretty
0: Oh yeah, there are a couple of nipples in this in this uh, piece. There's also a couple of yeah. vibrators and some dildos. So if those things offend yeah. you, uh, just be aware of that. But the nipples are just yeah. like one panel. Um, the, yeah, the because sexuality you know, is
1: extremely upfront here.
0: Yes. Now there is a girl who kind of, I would say, borderline plus size. Yeah. But even then, she's pretty toned for for that body type. I think.
1: I would say so. Yeah, and i I like the fact that. They have that character and that her shape is, you know, distinct from, in fact, all of the female characters and all the male characters have distinct body shapes.
0: Mm -hmm. And that's one thing that you want to do in art, right? Is you want to make sure all of your characters are very distinct shapes so you can recognize them in silhouette. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I think it's okay. I think the art's okay. I didn't really see anything that was.
1: I, I think the art is lovely. And I think that the art does something that a lot of artists cannot do especially if you read, you know, the books that do have the sultry nude covers Mm -hmm. is I I bumped into this a time or two from avatar press back in the day, I would read the comic and I'm like, okay, if I'm going to, if I'm going to commit to this book that has adult themes and nudity and adult things, I want to make sure that this looks like, you know, even if it's very attractive people, as you have pointed out, this looks like real people. This looks like humanity. Sure. Yeah. And that's something that you can't always do in comics. And a lot of people have trouble with, um, you know, the scene where our main character, who I can only think of as Tesla Coyle, which is her <laughs> porn name.
0: Is yeah, that's fine. At,
1: at home. It's at, like Sarah
0: Campos or something like that.
1: Yeah. Entertaining herself. And she's just lying on her bed in thick socks with this look on her face. I'm like, it looks like a real person. It looks like a real human being. She's dressed in a manner that I think a person would dress comfortably when she was home alone, uh, you know, looking to do things for herself. And I appreciate that. I do really like that. And I feel like this is a really, you know who the art reminds me of more than anybody? What's that? Terry Moore. from Oh, yeah, maybe a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you can see yeah. it in the facial expressions and some of the, the body structures. And mm-hmm. I feel like that's a pretty high compliment. I mean, all of this looks really nice, even when it's alien wing wang. So,
0: well, we don't even get to see any alien wing wang, although we, we do have a see question. Some
1: Very, very large. alien. Oh, yes,
0: testings. we do see some uh, giant alien balls that are floating in the tank of water. But um, there is I have a question, though, because they hmm. do engage. She engages in sex with this um, fish person guy. Right. And I can't help but wonder if this is a not a dig, but a reference, an allusion to the um, Shape of Water movie, because the big joke with a lot of uh, people that are not major spoilers people was she sure did F that that fish man. Right. And here's this girl effing that fish man.
1: It's entirely possible. You know, that movie came out, what, two years ago?
0: Oh, yeah, it was a couple of years ago.
1: Yeah, something like that. Yeah, 2017,
0: so yeah, two, two years if ago. If this
1: book was in the works at that time, sure. And, you know, I think that the fact that one of their big hooks is, you know, interspecies sexual encounters, I I kind of appreciate that, even though much as with the existence of Commander Spock, you have to ask yourself how realistic is it to presume that the aliens will have, you know, interfacing units. But I feel well, like... I, I think she explains concern. that. Doesn't she
0: explain is that, that, that they, they have a little science thing that is telling them whether they have compatible parts and that's who they're deciding so have s- to have sex with? Squid. I think it is. Well, OK, so, you know, I wonder, are we going to get the, the you know, the uh, obligatory tentacle porn issue?
1: I don't know that it's obligatory in American comics. It might be obligatory in comics in other cultures. Um, It might be obligatory if you're doing flat out parody of the perception of comics in other cultures.
0: But I think, well, I don't know. I think they're just because I don't feel like this is a parody of the porn industry, nor is this a parody of science or is this supposed to be making fun of comics as a medium or anything like that. But I have a feeling that, you know, if they are doing a, a shape of water reference. Mm hmm. And the uh, first site when she's uh, turning on her Pornhub uh, site, and it's the Godzilla uh, porn. Right. Do you remember uh, Xenophile? That was like the cover to the first issue of Xenophile. <laughs> was it really? Yeah, where, you know, Godzilla is tearing down Tokyo and the girl is is ready for it. And it's the guy dressed up in a, in a suit and everything. And I almost felt like, oh, okay, that is kind of a reference to that. So I don't know. I... I almost feel like because you're dealing with alien species that that might, you might end up with the obligatory tentacle porn.
1: It's interesting that you mentioned xenophile, because that's one of the things that I feel like you can compare this favorably to Mm -hmm. because it's a story that has the weird alien sex, but it's not awkward. It's not prurient. It's part of the story. I mean, the point of the story is alien sex. Yes. But, I feel like it's never treated, at least in the xenophile and in this issue, as much of the we've actually seen of money shot, it's never treated as flat out pornography, you know, walking. No, because you're not going to. There's a there's a kind of a sense of humor to it. There's a sense of of humanity and reality in all of it, even though, you know, it is a face full of alien wing wing. Right. But
0: again, but again, I should point out you only see nipples in one panel. You see the vibrator and the dildo. You right. don't see any bodily fu- fluids being, uh, you know, exchanged. Right. Uh, you don't see any real sexual activity. You see the acts leading up to the sexual activity, uh, but mm-hmm. you don't see anybody really, really. Uh, maybe you've got the one scene that's a little bit engaging in sex, but it's all really above the show is like shoulders and up that you see right. that entire sex scene. I, you know, I got to be. As much as I was thinking this was going to be, oh yeah, we're going to see some alien wing wang, right? I'm kind of disappointed in that department. At least when you look at like what is it, Sunstone, you have right. a lot more nudity and a lot more sex going on in that. Uh, whereas this, like... this is pretty tame. I'll be honest, this is pretty tame. This is this is uh, HBO, not not even HBO, but uh, you know, um, remember the Weeds? Did you ever watch the Weeds TV series?
1: Oh yeah, I love Weeds.
0: They occasionally had some nudity in there, but the sex yeah. stuff was just like, well, the sex stuff is just part of the story, and that's where the the humor comes from, but it's not the point of the story. Right. Does that make sense? I and so that's like, where I, yeah. Go yeah, ahead.
1: The Sunstone is a sex story with romance and kind of soap opera overtones to it. A little bit of adventure in there, too. I think that this is more of a science fiction comedy with sex as sort of the flavor text or sex as an added, uh, kind of level to make it something different. It's like chocolate and peanut butter.
0: Ew. You can get
1: them separately, but you can also put them together. Have to... And I feel like this book is successful at, at sticking the peanut butter in your chocolate. If you ah! know. And they, they do well, but the point of it is kind of comedy and parody. And yeah. some, Not entirely subtle jabs at, you know, socio-political realities of 2019. Mm -hmm. This is only 15 years in the future. And they're they're talking about Mm -hmm. some, you know, some very topical stuff, you know, anti-science administrations and how everything seems to be on fire. And it's, you know, capitalism run rampant to the point where these scientists are literally turning to pornography, although willingly... And apparently quite happily, joyfully even, turning to pornography to make sure that their funding is there. And I feel like there's stuff here that's bubbling under the surface that not everybody's going to pick up. So I do agree with you. If you're coming here looking for an all-out sex fest, this is not going to be the book for you. But if you're looking for something that has, uh, for lack of an appropriate word, the flavor (laughs) of... uh, what you're looking for putting your chocolate in the peanut butter yeah exactly <laughs> well you, you just stop it's a, it's a peanut butter cup you can buy them at any gas station you it's such terms
0: like on it. the porno um listen uh remember sex criminals
1: i do remember sex i love sex,
0: sex criminals. criminals and 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 we love sex criminals we reviewed it uh, yeah. multiple times on the major spoilers website doing review major spoilers podcast etc that has more explicit sex in it than this book does that has more explicit nudity uh, in it than this one does. Yeah. This isn't, as you said earlier, this isn't uh, purient, pur- prurient. This isn't uh, obscene. This is titillating at best. Um, but I think it's an interesting story, and I think it's using sex kind of like what they're doing here, right? Isn't that what this book does is it ends up subverting uh, everyone's expectations in that, hey, Come watch us have sex with aliens and everyone's turning on their Pornhub to go, yeah, we want to watch sex with aliens. But really, they're only doing it so that they can support their science experiments. And right. this book is drawing you in with this idea of, hey, you guys want to see people having sex with aliens? And everybody's plunking down their three ninety nine dollars to pick this up. And what they're really getting is this subversive commentary on how messed up uh, society is right now.
1: Yeah. And I think that's a good thing.
0: No, I think I it's think- a great thing.
1: I feel like this book well, first of all, I don't know that it was marketed as uh, an all out fuck fest.
0: Um can we say that? I guess. Well, you I've already did. said it a couple of times, but then I was okay. I was only gonna bleep that one and then you'll notice I said everything else with the F word, but now I've gotta bleep yep. again or we're just leaving this I guess as a
1: as an uncensored
0: eh. podcast, so you know, fuck it. Go ahead
1: and bleep it. It's fine. Um but I feel like if you come in looking for that, if you're looking for, you know, the sexorama, all of the things that you would get from, you know, Cinemax After Dark, you're going to be disappointed. But if you come in expecting it, I'm going to throw down a movie title and you are going to poo-poo it. And I'm going to say, no, no, no.
0: Is it National it's Lampoon's European cable. Vacation?
1: No, it's Porky's.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. This is very much like that.
1: This is absolutely much like, especially Porky's Two. Porky's Two, I feel, is actually a superior film uh, with some actually equally bizarre and equally uh, topical and interesting things going on, you know, under the surface. And I feel like if you are someone who knows Porky's, like I know Porky's, oh, 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 what? A- no, wrong, bad. But if you know Porky's and you know that tone, that kind of raucous tone, and a National Lampoon kind of tone,
0: mm-hmm. which is
1: a good call on your part, I feel like this is something that should be up your alley. But it's not necessarily going to be up everybody's alley. And I think that there's some alleys up which it should not be put, if you see what I'm saying. <laughs> what? Nothing. I can't do double entendres? No, you
0: can't, but I mean, you know. Whatever. I, I think that I find this book uh, enjoyable. I found this book to be fun. Uh, I I will admit I found it to be a little bit underwhelming after all the PR and publicity that was sent out. Uh, but for the most part, I really, really enjoyed this. And they are put into a cliffhanger at the end where you're like, oh, are they going to be able to go res- rescue the alien with the giant balls and be able to continue their sexcapades in space? Um, so... I think they have got me for at least another issue, yeah. um, but I think the next issue is going to have to, I think it's going to have to step up the story because this one, this one spent a lot of time just explaining how this universe works kind of, right? They spent a lot yeah. of time explaining how society yeah. works. They explained a lot of time on how the the sex scenes are going to work in this and everything. So the next one really needs to crank up, crank up the story. I think the writing is fine. I think the art is, is wonderful. Uh, But I think the next issue is going to be the make or break for me on this. Um, That being said, for those of you who are going nutso in the Discord server tonight, and we do have a Discord on this, so if you are listening to this uh, not live, you can come and join us and listen to us live, 8 o'clock p.m. Central Time, over on our Discord server. There's a link in the show notes. I think this one, you do have to be a patron to listen to this live. You only have to be a patron at the $5 level and higher to do that. But, you know... I th- the language that we have used in this podcast is about the the language that you're going to get in the comic book. Mm-hmm. Uh, but everyone's going nuts in the discord. Oh, my God, I can't believe this. That's right. that you, This is not something some people are like, good thing I've got my headphones on because this is uh, I'm still at work. Another person's like, oh, man, uh, I've got my headphones on. The kids are around. Uh, this is still not a comic book that is all ages appropriate. And in fact, I believe this issue is bagged. So if you are picking it up at your comic book store, the cover is even bagged. So you may even have to ask for it behind the counter or something. Or do they even do that anymore? I don't know if they do behind the counter stuff anymore.
1: Ah, depends on the place. I think it depends on the counter, to be honest.
0: Yeah. So, again, this is an 18 and over. I think you have to be pretty mature uh, Mm -hmm. in dealings with sex, and you have to be open-minded about sex. Um, But if you're looking for material to pleasure yourself with. I don't think that this is it.
1: I would agree. This is more silly than sexy. It is definitely sexual. And I can see that there are going to be people who are going to call this pornography. Yeah, it's Um, not, you know, as Edwin Meese said, I know it when I see it. And what I see here is a really charming comic. It's really well drawn. It's well conceived. I feel like the world building is done very, very strategically. And I feel like it is really good at getting the exposition in uh, while you're exposing other things. And I feel like that's, to, for lack of a better word, that's going to be hard. And when you have a book that has to do so much heavy lifting, not only in terms of here's our science fiction premise, but here's how you know we're going to start this book. I mean, the first words of this book are, I want you, and then there's F-bombs and things in there. And that's cool. I feel like that gives you a solid expectation from that very for- first word balloon of what you're going to get from this mm-hmm, comic. Mm-hmm. If you're an adult, if you're not sensitive to this material, if you have a goofy sense of humor, if you liked Porky's, if you liked the National Lampoon movies back when they were all weird and pervy, if you like Van Wilder, which I do. I love Van Wilder.
0: I like that I too, feel except like for the diarrhea scene. This theme. is definitely a book. Yeah, right. no, the that diarrhea scene is
1: gross, and yeah, that's the, the one almost the makes me throw up gross. every time.
0: Yeah, uh, so the phrase the I National know it when I see goes it
1: goes too far. They do that.
0: Yeah, uh, the phrase I know it when I see it. This actually is a uh, important court case phrase that you will hear when people talk about obscenity. Um, you know, in in America, in the United States, for those of you who are not in the United States, um, freedom of speech and freedom of expression allow pretty much anything to go uncensored, and there are only a few instances when something can be centered, censored. In the case when it is truly obscene, right? Uh, you can have prurient and you can have um, distasteful, but anything right. that is obscene can be censored uh, by the government. And in the obscenity case where this phrase popped up, this was in 1964 when they were doing this, uh, this would be United States Supreme Court Justice Potter Stewart, who yep. said in his... Speech about uh, in his uh, what is it reply or statement that they do yes. or the readings that they do. Uh, this is he wrote that I shall not today attempt to further to define the kinds of material I understand to be embraced within the shorthand description of hardcore pornography, and perhaps I could never succeed in intelligently doing so. But I know it when I see it, and the motion picture involved in this case is not that. So yep. when people talk about obscenity and they say I know it when I see it, that's what they're referring to something that goes back clear back to 1964 and has a real bearing in everything that we do today. And it's one of the reasons why you can go to sites like Pornhub.com. And I've mentioned that enough tonight. They are not a sponsor of this show. Although if Pornhub does want to throw us some money to sponsor, uh, that's fine.
1: $20,000 per (laughs) episode.
0: That's what it's up to right now. $20,000 for a month's advertising. Slam Um, it. So, yeah, keep that in mind. So this isn't going to be obscene. And and anybody who would say that it is would be completely wrong in the definition of obscenity because there's nothing in here that is... Truly yeah. distasteful or uh, has no relevance to society, especially when this book is talking all about uh, societal societal issues and uh, economic issues in government and beyond. So uh, check it out. But be aware that um, this ain't Superman.
1: Right. It's not for children. It's probably not for the weak of of the faint of heart or the weak of stomach. Per- but... Pearl clutchers. Here's the thing, you know, if you if you actually see the Louis Mall film that they actually were, you know, that, that opinion was written about, it's nothing compared to this book. And I feel like this book is still pretty okay. I mean, if you're over 18 and you want to read this comic, I feel like you could do a lot better. They're a lot less entertaining, less coherent, less uh, well-drawn, if that's actually a thing, uh, than this comic. And I feel like the big part of it is right there in the title. It is kind of a little sly double entendre, and that's really setting the tone for the whole issue. I say get it, as long as you're 21. And as long as you are 21, you only have
0: to getting... be 18. Actually, you only have to be 18. You can click here. So all you have to do is just say that you're 18 years old, and Steven, you can then get these things. Although you do I don't not know,
1: encourage people.
0: I don't know how comiXology... First of all, I didn't even look to see if this was available on Comixology, which I probably should, because um, Comixology used to have some very rigid rules on how they dealt with content that had uh, nudity or sex in it, uh, and it's that on, may have been more from on Apple Comixology, side. It is on Comixology, $3.99. right. Three ninety nine, dollars just like the cover price. So this is something that you get on Comixology. I don't know how they deal with people who are under 18 years old. Um buying this, if they were buying this, assuming you have an account you had to put your birth date in somewhere when you right. were setting up an account. Uh, I set mine right. up like decades ago, so I have no idea how how that was set. You have um, to
1: tie it to a credit card or a PayPal account, so presumably you're going to be above the age of majority in order to do so. I mean, it could be
0: mom or dad's credit card, et cetera. I mean, there's a lot of True. ways around this if, if you were going to do this, or you could just, you know, hold up your fake ID uh, that says McLevin on it.
1: <laughs> and, <laughs> you know, you made yourself 58. Yeah, I wanted to go vote.
0: <laughs> there was a guy who uh, this is a real I story. Saw this. He got arrested because he had a McLovin ID yeah. in his wallet and they thought it was a fake ID. So he got arrested. That's funny.
1: That is funny. And I love the fact that some idiot went and interviewed Seth Rogen about it immediately. And <laughs> Rogen's like, hey, that's cool.
0: That's
1: how that's how Rogen talks.
0: That is how Rogen talks. Matthew, how did we end up in this dirty, nasty, sticky part of the Internet this week?
1: Well, I don't know about you, but I blame it on poor parenting. Um,
0: but <laughs> I blame it I'm on our saying. listeners.
1: Exactly, because our listeners went to com slash major spoilers and they looked up dueling review. If you were going to do it right now, you'd look for the dueling review for next week, which I think is going to be October 2nd, October 30th, no. October 30th is really holy yep, moly. The end of it's the almost month. Halloween.
0: We only have two months left in the air, ladies and gentlemen. Get that cracking on those uh, your goals. Oh, yeah. Fifth makes week. So there should be all sorts week. of cool stuff.
1: Yeah, you so, can go and you can pick something weird and you can say, hey, we want Steven and Matthew to read another dirty, dirty sex comic. And we'll be like, oh, darn, do we have to? I mean, really? And we will.
0: Yeah, we will. Uh, here's here's we what's coming movies. out next week. Here's what's coming out next week from Boom Studios. Giant days as time goes by. Number one. Actually, you know, next week they're going to pick the most religious, straight comic. Uh, And that's the
1: point where we're going to lose our S-word, right? Yes, right.
0: Yes. Uh, Boom Studios (laughs) next week. Giant Days as time goes by, number one. Jim Henson's Dark Crystal Age of Resistance, number two. Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, number 44. Over at uh, Dark Horse Comics, we have, uh, let's see, what do we have? Fight Club 3, number 10. Invisible Kingdom, number six. And Manor Black, number four. Rodrigo has already reviewed that issue on the Major Spoilers podcast. DC Comics has a short list, but of course their books have been getting... uh, Shorter and shorter, smaller and smaller over the years, um, the number of titles that they release each month. But right. DC Comics has Aquaman Giant number one. This is that Walmart comic. Basketful of Heads. Now, that is the new Joe Hill book. That one I am interested in. In the fact that Joe Hill, I don't want to say he jumped from IDW because that's where he had Lock and Key and a couple mm-hmm. of other projects. Uh, I think the cape was also at IDW. Yes. Uh, but I'm very interested in, in checking out Basketful of Heads number one next week uh, from DC Comics. Also, Deceased number six, or Deceased number six, De-ceased. Uh, the final issue of that. Harleen number two, we already reviewed the first issue of that one. Joker Killer Smile number one, and Nightwing Annual number two, all out next week from DC Comics. Dynamite Entertainment has Black Terror number one, James Bond 007 number 12, Warlord yeah, Mars know? Attacks. Oh, this is Warlord of Mars Attack, ACK ACK number five.
1: It's actually not bad. I've really enjoyed the previous issue of that series.
0: IDW Publishing next week has Star Trek The Q Conflict trade paperback. We read the first issue of that, maybe even the second issue of that a while ago. I think
1: we, we did like the first and the fourth, maybe.
0: Maybe that's what it was. Star we Pig did number a couple, four. yeah. Star Pig number four comes out. Uh, TMNT ongoing number 99 and Yusagi Yojimbo number two gets a second printing at IDW Publishing. Image Comics has Chrono Future Shock number one, two, three, and four. Are they releasing that entire thing? That's weird.
1: I had a cronut the other day at the bakery, and it was so good. It was chocolate.
0: Yeah, and did you just stick yeah. it in your peanut butter. Kick ass number no, well, eighteen comes out next week. No peanut cronut. <laughs> <laughs> number sixteen comes out next week as well. Marvel comics. Oh, Matthew. Marvel. Matthew.
1: What are you doing, Marvel?
0: No, no carnage next week, Matthew. Well, good. Next week, instead, they have Black Panther number seventeen, Conan the Barbarian number ten. Contagion number five, Fantastic Four grand design number one. Oh my gosh, is this Ed? Pe- uh, this isn't Ed doing Fantastic Four grand design. Can't be. I think this is somebody else who said, oh, I can do I can do uh, the same thing that he did for the X Men.
1: Could be. Maybe uh, it's Ed. Let's
0: see. Da, 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 da. Fantastic Four, do la da. No, this is Tom Scioli that's doing it. Ed Piscor is doing a variant cover, but it's a. Uh, Tom Scioli doing the uh, the whole thing, but that still would be interesting to read. I kind of like I kind of like the the concept of X Men Grand Design.
1: Yeah, and I feel like expanding it to other uh, properties in the Marvel U is actually a really good call on their part. Mm-hmm. Even if you can't get somebody who is you know Pisker to do it, you can get somebody like him.
0: Yep, Marvel Zombies Resurrection number no. one comes out next week. As does Red Goblin Red Death number no. one and Silver Surfer Black number no. five, the final issue of that series. In all the rest category, we have Bloodshot number two. Uh, let's see, what is this? Cannon Hawk Prelude number zero. Cannon Hawk. I don't know what that is, but okay. Uh, that
1: was Buck Rogers' friend in season two.
0: No, that was, uh, I think they Eagle were Bones on the Falcon discovery. Hawk. See? I think it was Eagle Bones and Falcon Hawk.
1: Hawk. No, it was not Eagle Bones Falcon Hawk.
0: Jughead Time Police number five, final issue. Of that arrives the next time week. Time
1: police. They live inside of my head.
0: Monster Sorry. Planet number one, Pre Code Classics Operation Peril Hardcover Volume one, $51.99 for that. Or you can get the Slipcase uh, slip Edition for only $5 more for $56.99.
1: That may be worth it, though.
0: I know, for f- $56, $60. Bucks, yeah. Roku number I mean, one, I think that's a Titan comic book. Uh, yeah. Soulfire. Faith number one, Grace number one, and Power number one all come out. Those are variant covers. Those are reprints. So those are $15 books there. Uh, Vampire State Building number two. I have no idea who's publishing that one, although it's got a an Adlard uh, cover for the main cover. Charlie Adlard? I think so. It just says Adlard. So I'm assuming it's Charlie Adlard. Hmm. Uh, and then finally, we have uh, on the list Warrior Nundora. These are. Uh, <laughs> here's what they have. It One it two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. I hope not. They have eleven different co- covers, Matthew uh,
1: uh, Dora and Explorer only rhyme if you're the thirty second president of the United States.
0: So we have the battle ready cover, mm-hmm. the feudal age cover, the Middle Ages cover, the Napoleonic era, the regular cover, the timeless cover, the unleashed cover, the Victorian era cover, the Viking Age, World War II, and the rap cover. So there you go. A W-R-A-P, not the, uh, not that kind of rap. So those are some of the aw, books. So, uh, uh, so again, it's up to you guys. Uh, what are we going to review next week? Is it going to be something good? Is it going to be something bad? Only you will decide. You have to head over to patreon.com slash major spoilers and use the comment section to let us know. Now, I understand, Matthew, we were talking earlier that we have a Discord server and people can listen to this show live if they're patrons at the $5 correct. and higher level. However... Do they have to be a paying patron to cast their vote into what comic they want to read? I mean, this is a free podcast that we release out of the right. great the the, the 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 not the greatness of our hearts, uh, the, the the kindness the of our hearts,
1: of our livers.
0: Yes, uh, the enlarged intestines uh, that we release this out for everyone each and every yep. week. But that is correct. We don't make people pay to participate in the in the uh, comic that we pick next time.
1: That is correct. It would be an extremely douchey move to make people pay for your free podcast. And so even if you are not a major spoilers patron, you can still go to patreon.com and cast your vote, register your voice, make your voice heard. And if you're over there and you decide you want to be a patron, there's a lot of free stuff for you, including uh, the people right now. They're sitting there in the in the discord and they're like, "Oh my stars, Steven said a word." <laughs>
0: I said a couple of words. Yeah, some people are... well, said
1: the same word at least twice. And...
0: There's definitely some some people uh fl- flipping out a little bit, so
1: Well, they're not used to hearing us curse. And they they no. I think that people make the connection that, you know, we're 48 and we love Kevin Smith. You know that we know these words. I mean, I, I have said repeatedly Heck. that Clerks, clerks is on my top 10 movies of all time.
0: My 8-year-old knows these words.
1: My 15-year-old and I use these words because it's the vernacular in which she chooses to speak mm-hmm. when speaking to dad. Yeah. She has a public face and she has a school face and she knows how to code switch between mm-hmm. I'm at school and I have to talk here. See, I'm at home now, with dad. And I can have
0: now to... people now people have pulled back the curtain and they know that we have dirty words that we're going to say when we're going to use dirty words. And unfortunately, and they know this particular you know,
1: Pornhub and Pornhub is a little too close to the tip of your tongue if you know what I'm saying.
0: <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, we do try to keep everything clean uh, for the most part on all of our shows. Um, But, you know, I thought in this case that because we're dealing with the subject matter, that it might just go ahead and freak some people out if we went ahead and did that. But a big shout out to to Mark and to Omega and to Marshall and to Kevin Eleven and to Ingrid and to who else is there? Texura, who's all in there in the Discord this week. The uh, doing review chat continues to grow larger and larger and larger each week and we thank you for your support, and we're glad to have you in there. And The
1: ever-expanding dueling review, if you know what I mean. The ever-expanding
0: dueling review. Well, oh, it wasn't that's really this weird before that, the comic. That's, that's really weird that it, this is like... Oh, man. It's really bad. Two guys, one comic. Thank you for listening. Tune in next week. Tune in next week. When you might hear Matthew say. <laughs> this podcast is copyright 2019 by Major Spoilers Entertainment, LLC.